Today's episode is from a Shakti Durga online satsang broadcast in the lead up to Easter. Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. We're right here, right now, at the place that's just before Easter, where that particular form of journey takes expression, for me anyway, of an annual remembrance of the fact that the purpose of life is actually what in Christianity is called resurrection. So in a mystical satsang like this, we can talk about words like that. And what it means is that our lower nature has been worked through as the weight training that it is to find the higher nature. So we already know the times where we can find the bliss, the love, the peace and so forth. And, you know, spiritual practices is just the most amazing way of finding that bliss and peace and and all those things. But what about the rest of the time? And that's really what I'd like to think about today is our quest because the Holy Grail quest is something that is so so much now part of the archetypal structure of the Western consciousness and yet do we really know what it's talking about? What is the Holy Grail? And you'll get a lot of different answers to that depending upon who's speaking, I suppose, and who's listening. (laughs) But for me, it's the quest, isn't it? It's the quest to find yourself and the grail is really within. And so what you're really finding is the bliss of your higher soul that can come and be with you even when things aren't going according to plan, when things are going really not according to plan, when people disappoint you, when life disappoints you, when other people seem to easily flow into the things that you would like and those old friends, resentment, and all those other things just come to the surface. So really, it's about all of that, and how do we bring our divine essence into that? So you could say that part of it is because we just need to do more personal development, and I suppose that's true in a way. But it isn't really personal development that I'm talking about today, even though I do acknowledge the need we have while we're in human bodies, to do personal development. But I'm really talking about spiritual development. I'm talking about the way in which our soul and our spirit have something to do with the story that I'm talking about, that without the enlivened spirit, how are you going to find uh, the evolution that we need within the soul? Part of the soul, of course, doesn't need evolving because it exists in perfection exactly as and where it is because it's everywhere. And there's no such thing as a lack in that part of self. It's just completely full and full of everything. There's no not present anything. There's no shortage. There's no scarcity because in your soul there's, there's no fear. And so that's the part of self, I guess, that I think we're looking for on a spiritual quest. And I think it's probably true of any tradition that that's what we're looking for. And then there's just various ways of finding it and all the colour and flavour 
that human ingenuity, imagination and divine guidance has given to people. So what, what is it that's going to help us? That's the question. And then we get to the stage of asking, and what is it that we can open to so that help can be provided to us? So uh, I think it's true that hanging around people who already have a reasonable amount of soul realization is going to help us to develop more soul realization because I think that there's a flowing nature to the golden grace of souls that is able to infect is really the wrong word, isn't it? Let's say inspire instead of infect. (laughs) But whichever way you go with it, it's about that it really does uh, spread from person to person. And that's what I think the notion of Sangha means to the Buddhist communities, that, you know, we come together and we, we seek the highest and best in ourselves. And we also want to help promote that within everyone around us. Uh, it's easy for the ego to want to point the finger at everybody else and look at this person doing this thing that's very annoying. It's much harder to do the deeper work of dropping to the level of the soul where we know that what's going on at the level of the developing soul is generally regarded as a part of the subconscious, an important part, and whatever's going on in it becomes our beingness. And so our life, the life that we experience and understand, is is empowered by the beingness of the developing soul. And that developing soul is an intermediate place between here we are living in an ego on planet Earth and somewhere, everywhere, is this perfected, amazing, almost, well, it's transpersonal, that level of your soul that doesn't need any work on it, it doesn't need anything, really is a transpersonal reality because it's the oneness in all of us, although it is within our soul. But there's this middle bit, and I think it's that middle bit that Christianity, for instance, has devoted itself to, and the concept of Christ consciousness is about the middle bit, and it's about how we become transformed from the issues that arise within any ego. There's no ego that's free of issues. And whilst we may aim for perfection, It's not likely that that will be achieved, but we can become committed to our development and just keep putting one foot in front of the other and allowing the events of our day-to-day life to be the grist for the mill. I'm just going to mix my metaphors. You know I'm good at that. But it's the grist grist for the mill of that which fills the, the grail cup. There you go, there's a good mixed metaphor. metaphor. (laughs) Imagine this mill, milling stuff, and it pours into the grail cup. Anyway, uh, the cup really is the vessel of our life and our existence here on earth, and what fills it is the soulful essence, which in all of us is seeking a higher expression with more of the goldenness in it. And I feel that it's good to speak about this as we're coming up to Easter, 
because Easter, I mean, it's upside down for us here down in Australia in the in the down under part of the world. It's a spring festival, which I think I was in my 40s before I realised that Easter was a spring festival because it ain't spring here, it's autumn. And so it was not a thought that crossed my mind that Easter was a spring festival. And so a lot of the symbology and so forth is a bit lost on us here in the Southern Hemisphere because it's all upside down. But despite the fact that the sun seasons are reversed from hemisphere to hemisphere, some things become so entrenched in the human psyche that they're worth celebrating anyway because they're real. And Easter has become like that because it's been practised for thousands of years. It predated Christianity. It was pagan festival, but it also um, has been so upgraded by the devotion of countless millions of people who have regarded Easter as the holiest time of the year, the, the mystery of death and resurrection. I mean, it speaks to something deep within our psyche. It really does. And so you don't have to identify as Christian to get a lot out of Easter. I would encourage you to take a good hard look at yourself uh, during the Easter period, particularly in this last week and coming up to Good Friday. Take a good hard look at yourself and look at what it is that people around you are doing that's annoying you (laughs) because that's going to be the best way to see what's going on within you. As the light gets stronger, more of that which was sort of lying flat inside you like when you bake vegetables in the oven, you forget about them, they go black and stick to the bottom of the pan. Well, there's a lot of that inside of us that we don't ever see until we start working on it. So when you pour the water into the pan, suddenly all the water goes black, you know, as you're cleaning the pan. But the thing is you are removing that blackness, but it does look worse than it used to. So I learned that from Louise Hay, who, God rest her soul, is no longer with us. But I remember her talking about that and it made so much sense to me that things look worse before they clear. So if you've been having an upswelling of your stuff, whatever your stuff is, then don't be afraid of it and don't feel like a failure. Just think, oh, good, another blob's coming away because those blobs are the stuff that sticks to, if you can imagine your ego like a balloon and that the walls of the ego have been built of stuff. They've been built of fears, of desires, of all kinds of things. So you've got this structure that we live within uh, and and also a preferences and attachments, all that stuff, the ego, the wall of the ego is built of all of that. And as a blob comes away from the wall of the ego, light will come in, more light than ever. But we just have to have the inner strength to see through the purification piece. And luckily we're good at that and luckily we have a lot of tools to help us with that. So I'm wondering how people feel about this kind of concept and whether whether you relate, what's going on for you. Um, I'm wondering what your journey's like at the moment and whether you do identify with things that maybe you thought you'd dealt with or things that you didn't really, you don't want to deal with, you don't want to be having that going on around you. Is anybody feeling that there is some of that in any flavour? 
anxieties would be one, relationship issues. And if it is a relationship issue, what kind of relationship issue? What does it feel like that relationship issue is is bringing up? What's it showing you? What's the nature of it? Is it a resentment? Is it um, a feeling of being disrespected? Is it a feeling of being ignored or not valued? Or what is it that's going on for you? Because even just being able to say it, to acknowledge, yeah, there is something going on, is part of the healing. It's part of the way out of it. Because for a long, 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 long time, your ego will deny that there's anything wrong. Because the ego always knows that um, (laughs) a blob will come off as you heal and then it feels less than. It feels like it's dissolving and it doesn't like dissolving, even though that's the divine plan that it does dissolve. So it will fight you and it will convince you that there's nothing wrong with me. Don't look at me. This isn't my, this is not my situation. It might be the other 40 participants of this online group today, but it's not me. Nothing to do with me. (laughs) It's just them. They're causing the problem. Uh, So one says, um, struggling for justice and fairness with authority figures. Wow. Okay. Another, my stuff around being heard, seen is loud at the moment, having to deal with authority and staying in my light. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Another one, anxieties, relationship issues, feeling unworthy of the man who's interested in me is coming up strongly. Ooh, very interesting, isn't it? That would be a good one to um, get rid of that, wouldn't it? (laughs) so that you do feel worthy of the man who's interested in you. That would definitely be good. Another turn of the spiral, feeling shame, yet this time it's in a less self-critical way with an awareness to it, looking at it with beginner mind. Very good. That's what we want to do. Look at our stuff with a beginner mind. Be fascinated by it. Being fascinated and curious about your stuff coming up is much better than than going into the old shame, isn't it? I mean, we'll all go into shame sometimes, but... Be curious about that too. Fascinating. Look at that. Didn't see that coming. Another says relationship issues, how to maintain boundaries but still come from a place of kindness. So sometimes things have to be said, don't they? And sometimes the ego doesn't want to say anything because it doesn't want to stir up issues or trouble, but it has to be said. But it can be said with having done the inner work first. (laughs) When we do the inner work first, it's much easier for the things to come out of our mouth the right way instead of the wrong way, don't you reckon? Oh, dear. Another, I have relationship issues which are attached to judgment and resentment. After Shivaratri, it's become clear and I'm working on it. Congratulations. That's really good that you're working on it. Big challenges in business about justice and cultural safety, voices not being heard. Wow. Another, I've been processing this blob for about 50 years (laughs) and I thought I'd dealt with it. And these past weeks has been a huge revisit and lifting a deep layer that I had no idea was there. New forgiveness where I didn't think it was possible. Wow, that's fantastic. Noticing control issues coming up and judgment, so working on acceptance and non-attachment. See, we're all in it together, aren't we? And it's even worse if you're not on a conscious path. Because if you're not on a conscious path, it's all going on, but you just think it's everyone else and you're completely lost then because there's nothing you can do about it except try and control everyone in your life. And we know how successful that is as a strategy. Not very. 
unless you know something I don't, in which case I want to know that. <laughs> if anyone's finding controlling everyone else to be effective, please tell me how you do it because I think it would be great to know. Anyway, I don't actually think it's possible, do you? Because I think it just makes people resentful. Oh, another has having past trauma showing up as pain in the body, and that's quite common, you know. Um, in fact, I was speaking to someone the other day about how even when I was practising law back in the 80s and 90s, um, it was well known in medico-legal circles that three people with a back condition that might be very serious, like you can see a CT scan that says that disc has ruptured and the stuff that's come out is sitting on and pressing someone's nerve, that in one person that would make them basically paraplegic, you know, they just can't walk at all. Another person has intermittent symptoms with it and another person doesn't have any symptoms with it. And I thought at the time, you know, there's something more going on than the physiology. And then over time, um, spiritually, I became aware of how much of it is spiritual, emotional and mental pain that creates physical pain. And I think now there are certainly um, inroads into in, in um, psychology and new biology and so forth where those kinds of ideas are gaining traction and people are realising that pain is real and some people have pain with no physiological symptoms at all and they used to call it a pain syndrome as in this person's crazy but they're not crazy they've just got stuff going on in their life and that's how it's coming out and so won't it be a wonderful world when we can openly just recognize okay pain is pain and it can come out physically mentally emotionally or spiritually but it generally starts with the consciousness that we're working with amazing hey Okay, another with anger. Yeah, where, where's that in me? And searching. And just keep searching because sooner or later you'll find it and that will be an ah moment. But also the spiritual part of it for me is asking the divine to help in the process and not feeling like I've got to do this alone, I've got to do it by myself. Uh, another says it might be ego-ish, but I managed amongst a crisis to calmly express what I wanted to say instead of not saying something. That's just inspired. That's fantastic. Congratulations. We have to celebrate those wins, don't you think? Another says, mine's been catching myself judging others or anything and in very subtle ways, feeling good at the moment. Well, that's good. That's good. It's all good. Whether you're feeling good, you're not feeling good, it's all good. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com.